Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. You see, when we share God's word, It's just as effective as rain and snow. As water from the sky impacts everywhere it falls and causes things to grow physically, the Word of God, when we teach it, when we share it, when we live it, it impacts lives. So we have to read it, we have to share it, we have to teach it, we have to preach it, because it never returns void. Many Christ followers think that they could never share the gospel with a co-worker or friend. They think they aren't well-spoken enough or that they'd just be too nervous to say things the right way. In his teaching today, Pastor Mark will remind you that if you're a Christ follower, that you're already witnessing about Jesus to the people around you. You might not be doing it well, but you are witnessing about God's changing power. Pastor Mark will be talking about your need to live a life more consistent with Scripture, which will cause people to see God's power to change their lives too. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in 1 Timothy chapter 6 as he continues his message, Under His Influence, Mission Possible. Before 30 years after Pentecost, here's what was said. And before I read you the verse, let me give you the context. Everywhere Christians would go, they would go into a town all over the world now. It was spreading everywhere. Out of Israel, all over the world, going into Europe, it was spreading everywhere. And they would make a difference. So that the people who were unbelievers, here's what they said when Christians came into their community. Look at what it says in Acts 17, 6. These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. See, they were turning their world upside down. Now you might say, that's really a great statement. It is for Christians, but the unbelievers hated that statement. It was really something against them. Here's why. When Christians would move into a pagan territory, people would come to Christ. Demons would come out of them. Marriages be restored. Sexuality outside of marriage and all that stuff would stop. People's lives would turn around and head the right direction. And all those people that were making money from illegal things, dishonest things, sinful things, they lost out. And they go, we don't want you in our towns. Oh, that we'd make that difference in Florida. But that's what God wants. You see, he wants us to go in and capture the hearts of men and women. And to change them. And to restore them. And take back 
men and women for the kingdom of God. Now, how will that happen? It can only happen by being under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Well, what about us today? Those three missions. Is it really possible for us today? I mean, we're not the disciples. Is it really possible? Well, yes, it is. I'm going to give you five reasons it is and ways that we're going to do it because we already have started doing it. But before we do that, we have to take a look at our world. See, when you watch the nightly news in the United States, we get a funky view of the world. I don't care if you watch CNN or Fox or anybody. You know, if somebody cuts their nail out in Arizona, we have a big headline story about it. It was a long nail. and it was, I mean, we have the weirdest news. So I watch BBC News. I know it's scanned it a little bit and over there, but at least we get a picture of the world. They're all over the world. What does our world look like? In other words, the mission we have to go into all the world, how expansive is that? What is our world? Well, the population in our world today is 8 billion people. We can't even understand that. 8 billion people. Well, what happens today? And these are figures from all around the world. What happens today on this very day? There are 380,000 new babies born today. Those 380,000 babies are a living soul. They will live and eventually die and go to one of two places. That's today. More than a quarter of a million today. Now, on the opposite side, how many deaths today? 153,000 people before 12 midnight will die. 153,000 people. Let me ask you a question. When they die, where do they go? You say, Pastor Mark, I didn't have a new baby this week, and I don't know anybody that died this week. It doesn't really have anything to do with me. Really? It has everything to do with us. You see, if there was a new baby and you had a new grandbaby or a new child in your home, man, that would be a big deal for you. And, and if you were at a funeral this week of a close friend or somebody at work, that would make a big deal for you. This makes a big deal to God. And see, we're a church. We can't be just about us. So this mission into all the world is something we don't even think about sometimes because we're wrapped up in ourselves. Well, let me give you the five keys, or actually the six keys. Turn with me to John. You write that John 3.16. You kind of know the verse. You kind of know what it is, but we need to see it. And here's possible, number one. Write this down, if you will. We need to understand God's plan in God's heart. If we're going to make this thing happen, this mission happen, we need to understand God's plan and heart. Look at verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish. We'll talk about the reality of hell. Shall not perish, but have eternal life. You say, well, I don't know about this God. I've heard this God likes to send people to hell or whatever. No, no, no. Look at verse 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. We see God's heart right there. He loves all mankind, all 8 billion people. He loves them. God's plan. He sent his son to provide 
for man's sin problem. As I said, those of you that haven't turned your life over to God, you can't get rid of your sin. Sin separates. You will never end up in heaven. You have zero chance to do it, no matter how good you are. That's why Jesus came. And we know his will is that none perish, none go to hell, but everybody go to heaven. The problem is that even though God has provided all that, many people have never heard that. They don't have any idea. How many of those 153,000 people have heard that verse? You say, well, Pastor Mark, everybody's heard that verse. Oh, no. So how do we get it out? Of course, after we get it out, there's one step left. Man chooses to accept or reject it. We don't do anything about that. That's between God and them. So first thing is, we have to understand the heart in the plan of God. It's not just for people in America. It's for the world. How are we going to be involved in that? Number two, you know this verse. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. You can write possible number two down. Keep on being filled with the Holy Spirit. In other words, live under his influence. We learned that I can't change the world by myself. I need the Holy Spirit in me. And when that happens in our life, as we read in Acts, the Holy Spirit comes in us and we become filled with the Spirit of God. But then right after that, we saw in Acts chapter 3 and 4 that the disciples were filled again and again and again. Now, why was that? Because we leak. You understand that when I'm under the influence of God, I'm thinking about the things of God. I'm enjoying life. I'm going to watch a ball game this afternoon, whatever. But that isn't my focus. You see, if God isn't first in my life, my life, well, it's just about me. I become thinking about me and I'm really focused on that. And the world comes in and changes us and all kinds of things happen. And pretty soon I'm not the person I used to be. And I'm all focused on other stuff. And all of a sudden the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches, all kinds of stuff come in. And I don't really think about the world anymore. And so we leak. And so this thing of being filled with the spirit has to be ongoing in all of our lives. And it's impossible to accomplish what God has asked us to do in our own wisdom, in our own power, in our own flesh. So I have to keep on being filled with the Spirit. One of the missions is to turn our world upside down. Because, by and large, the church is not filled with the Spirit, let me tell you what I believe is really happening. I believe today that the world is turning the church upside down. I believe we're making very little impact in the world. Oh, we're making some. But I believe we're being squeezed into the world system rather than us turning the world upside down. You see, today, right is wrong, and wrong is right. You say, well, Pastor Mark, I don't believe that. Well, let's think about marriage just quickly. Do you know that the divorce rate in the church is no different than the world? Well, how'd that happen? Because the world is squeezing us into its mold. Now, there was a time when, in the Old Testament, God gave us the clue. Because we kind of think we get pretty smart. We can kind of do this church thing without being under the influence of the Spirit. Being filled. It's impossible. Look at Zechariah. Zerubbabel, a prophet said this, this is the word of the Lord to 
Zerubbabel. He says this, It's not by might, in other words, not by military power, nor by power, not by political power or human strength, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. You see, we can't not accomplish God's missions in military power, political power, hello, and in wisdom of man. No possibility. We can only do it if we're overflowing with the Spirit of God. And that's a lifestyle. Write this down. You remember it. Under his influence, what does that look like? What does that mean? It simply means a lifestyle that's continually renewed and refreshed. See, when I'm not filled with the Holy Spirit, I'm filled with me. And I just do my selfish things. I don't have to explain that to one person in these rooms. You already know what that looks like. So I have to be renewed and refreshed. One day, Vance Habner, an amazing pastor, said this. We are not going to move this world by criticism. Not just criticizing the world. We do a lot of that. We're not going to move it by being conformed to it. But we will move this world by the combustion within it of lives ignited by the Spirit of God. You see, it is not by might. It is not by power. I'm only going to accomplish the mission that God gave me by his spirit flowing in and through me. Now, I want you to turn to the Old Testament. The only time we're going to be in the Old Testament today. The book of Isaiah, chapter 55. That's about halfway through your Bible, maybe two-thirds through the Old Testament. Just Isaiah, chapter 55. And you can write as you're getting ready then. Number three, we need to learn, live, and share the word of God. Learn, live, and share the word of God. Isaiah 55, go down to verse 10. As the rain and snow come down from heaven. Well, let me just stop right there. How many remember snow? How many glad you're in Florida? Hallelujah. I was watching television the other day and I saw this picture. I went, what in the world is that? And it was eventually, it was all white. And eventually I discovered what it was. It was the Denver baseball stadium. They were supposed to have a World Series kind of a deal there. And they couldn't because it snowed. They had to put it off for the next day. How many are glad you're not in those days of hallelujah? Nice to be cool a little bit, right? Except for the mothballs that you smell with each other. But other than that, it's okay. So when rain and snow come down, is there any effect on the world? All kinds of effect. Plants, water, look what it says. When rain and snow come down from heaven, they do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so it yields seeds for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word, the Bible, that goes out from my mouth, your mouth. It will not return to me empty, God says, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You see, when we share God's word, it's just as effective as rain and snow. As water from the sky impacts everywhere it falls and causes things to grow physically, the Word of God, when we teach it, when we share it, when we live it, it impacts lives. So we have to read it, we have to share it, we have to teach it, we have to preach it, because it never returns void. Now this you don't need to write. Sometimes we don't get this. The Bible is active, it's powerful, it's relevant, And it's alive. You see, these words have already gone into your hearts today. 
God's been speaking to you. Whoa, I can make a difference. I have to be filled with the Spirit. Man, I kind of got lukewarm and got away from God. I need to be refreshed and refilled again. What did that pastor say? I have no chance to go to heaven? Whoa, I better think about getting saved. You see, the word never returns void. You say, well, sometimes, Pastor Mark, when I share it, I, I, I don't really know that it, it makes any effect. You no, know, some plant, some water, some work around in a person's life. I never know, but I can just tell you this. When you walk through a field in the summer and you get them little stickies all over you, remember the little sticky things, weeds? They're all, you come in and go, oh my goodness. <laughs> when you and I share the word, it's sticky all over people. Because God's working on them. He's always working on them. Because the Bible is alive. It never returns void. Sometimes when I teach... I look at the result and I go, are they getting it? Because some of you are like, you're thinking about the ball game. I should have never mentioned that. And on the water series, whatever. But I know it never, what, returns void. It's not really regular, but it happens quite often. When I give an altar call at the end, and it's not just about that. It's about all our life changing. Few people come, lots of people come. Sometimes hundreds of people come. And then sometimes somebody will be about ready to close. Everybody's gone. We had this happen recently. Two people went to their cars, got in their cars, got out of their cars, and came back in and said, i got to get saved. (laughs) Hallelujah. Now, how did that happen? Did I follow them with my little mic? Come on, you got to get saved. 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 No, because the word is what? It's alive. And it's not just me sharing it. It's you sharing it. Remember, don't worry about the result. That's up to God. But it's alive. It never returns void. It transforms people's lives. Well, this happened 30 years after Pentecost. In that section of the world, notice what happened because the people were filled with the Spirit. They were sharing the Word. They were making converts. They were making disciples, and they were growing themselves. Look what it says in Colossians 1.6. This same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives. Just as it changed your life from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. How did that happen? Because the people didn't do it in their own power, wisdom, and strength. They didn't do it with dead religion. The greatest need in the world today is for the church, every single believer, to be filled with the Spirit and the power of God and sharing the truth of the Word of God. That's how it happened. And that's how it's going to happen in our lives today. God wants to change our world. He wants to take back individuals. He wants to take back marriages. He wants to take people that have been captured in sin and free them and bring them back to him. And that will only happen by being filled with the Spirit of God. Now, I have to share one thing with you. We talk a lot about the Holy Spirit, of course, in this series. And that's very important. But there always has to be a balance between the power of God... And the word of God. The power. You have some churches that are too much into the power of God. Very little of the word. And we have other churches that don't want to have anything to do with the power of God. And, and they're just into great teaching. No, there needs to be a balance. Listen to Thessalonians. It says this. 
For when we brought you the good news, it was not only with words, God's word, but with power. Jesus said this, you are an heir because you do not know the scriptures and you do not know the power of God. What made the first century church powerful? What will make us powerful? It's simply this. It's the spirit of God working through the word of God in the hearts of the people of God. That's how it works. It's the spirit of God and the word of God in you, people of God. You are making a difference. Number four, if we're going to make a difference, we have to be people of faith. Number four, we have to believe all things are possible with God. You know this verse. You can kind of finish it as I begin it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, we can say that till the crows come home. But do we believe it? You see, God never asks us to do something that's impossible for us to do with his strength. I have to have a can-do attitude. I love this verse in Mark. One day, somebody came to Jesus with a need, and he says, if you're willing or if you can. Notice what Jesus says in Mark chapter 9. I'll read it to you. Jesus says this, what do you mean, if I can? I love that. Can you imagine going to Jesus and Jesus says, I want you to do this. Well, can you really do it through me? What do you mean if I can? The problem is, it's not me. He's the one responsible for doing it through me. Amen? We have to have a can-do attitude. That is what's going to change our life. Now, as you think about that, just remember today, it's impossible to please God. Without faith. I have to believe he can do. Hudson Taylor said this. God's work done God's way will never lack God's supply. God's work done God's way will never lack God's supply. So don't think about, well, how is Nana's house going to happen? You see, it wasn't just those guys. It was hundreds of people that were doing things. They were out there doing the things that were happening. Now, see, if I would have driven by Nana's house and it needs a roof, I'd just keep right on driving. Because if you put a hammer and a nail or anything in my hand, I'm an idiot. I couldn't build anything. If you, till Jesus comes, I would still never be able to do it. But many of you could do those things. See, it took hundreds of people to do that. So if you asked me to go in and do the plumbing, oh, what a joke. But when I drove by, there was one thing I can do. I went in and did the dedication. You see, that's what I'm gifted to do. But I dedicated a house that was put together by hundreds of can-do people. In his message today, Pastor Mark reminded you that the early Christians were not welcomed with open arms by the existing societal structure. Just like Jesus challenged the corrupt religious system in Israel, his followers did the same thing wherever they went. You were challenged that God wants to do the same thing in the world in which you find yourself. Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. 
For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. Well, next time, Pastor Mark will be finishing his teaching under his influence, Mission Possible. You'll hear about what God wants to do in his church today and what he wants to do in you today. You'll be reminded that God's looking for people to shake up their world, that he's looking for you to be one of those people. You'll learn how to become one of those people next time. We've run out of time today, but we do encourage you to tune in next time as Pastor Mark will continue teaching through this series, Under His Influence. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.